Human beings are searching for the personal experience of reality. reality. They are seeking to come to understand themselves, to find a reason for their own existence. And so you go round and round and round, ever chasing the illusion that there is something outside yourself, outside your here and now, to be attained that will make things better. No guru, no method, no teacher, and no nothing else either. All right, welcome everybody. We are joined today with Life Coach Leah. Leah, how are you doing? Hi, everybody. I'm doing really well today. Feeling great. That's awesome. Um, one of the first questions I always like to ask people is, what are you grateful for today? <laughs> it's interesting that you asked that question because my word for today is actually gratitude. <laughs> mm. uh, so I actually started off my wonderful morning with sitting outside. It's a beautiful day in Cleveland. And I grabbed my journal and soaked up the sun and was writing down things that I was grateful for. And it's something that I practice and um, haven't done as much lately, but I'm getting back into it. It's calling me again. And so what I really realize is, you know, there's things I'm really grateful for. Like I'm really grateful for my yoga practice. Uh, the shirt I'm actually wearing right now says, but first, but first yoga. <laughs> nice. So I'm really grateful for yoga. However, what kind of really helps me is also to go in even more detail and say, okay, I'm grateful and to really focus on being present and being like, I'm grateful for that moment in yoga today where I was doing my spinal twist and it just felt really good. And it just felt like a relief of discomfort and pain in my body. So it felt really good to just feel good in my body in that spinal twist. So to get a little more specific, and that really helps bring up, okay, what's the energy? Okay, I'm feeling good. I'm feeling healthy. I'm feeling well in this body. And it just felt relaxing and comforting. So that moment of when I was just lying there and holding that pose of that spinal twist. So yeah, that's, um, and then a big thing I thought about this morning is gratitude. Uh, I led uh, meditation yesterday. So it was a beautiful group meditation that we did, and it was just phenomenal, and it just keeps getting better and better, and so just so grateful for the people that were there, and that they were, they were all people that showed up this week that were all practitioners of meditation, so I could take that meditation to a new level because they knew the basics of meditation, mm. so I'm so grateful for our last night's candlelight meditation. Yeah, that sounds awesome. Um, I'll start. I'll talk on the last thing you mentioned first. Like group meditation is something I have very little experience with, but I have a feeling that the um, energy and the dynamic of that mm. would add a lot to it. I have a, um, a personal meditation practice that I do, but it's. Uh, I just feel that they would have a different energy doing it with people, and then yeah, it's. Definitely. Oh, go ahead. I was gonna say yeah, definitely. I mean it's. Uh, I practice daily on my own. Even when I teach group meditation, I still meditate on my own every day to have my time. Because when you're leading meditation or something like you're leading yoga, 
you know, you're, you're thinking about so many different dynamics and you're feeling into the energy of the room and, you know, you're, you're teaching, you're educating information across. Uh, so, you know, it just, you know, so it is a different dynamic, but it definitely, the group, I really, uh, an intuitive and kind of tap into the energy as well and say, okay, what of you know, what, what's the energy that, you know, do people need grounded? I've been doing a lot of grounding for people. I've been doing a lot of heart opening, but it just, you play off the energy and you play off each other's energy. And it's just, it, it's, you can, you know, when they say two or more are gathered, you know, it, it just opens up to spread so much more energy. And we even tapped into like, okay, let's spread this love that we feel, this energy, let's spread it to the world. Let's send it out there. So in that group dynamic, you have more people allowing themselves to transform and then, you know, change themselves and then change the world at the same time. Hmm. One of the things that was coming up to me um, that I want to ask your uh, experience on this or your opinion of this. So when you have like a concert going, you have these multiple different instruments kind of playing similar melodies, but like different frequencies or different notes to make it harmonious. Is that kind of like what the group dynamic is in like a meditation? Everybody kind of, they're on a similar path or, or something like that, but they have these different vibrations that they bring, but it kind of creates this har harmonious chorus overall. Does that make yeah. sense? Yeah. Yeah. I like the way you said that. Cause yeah, I think, you know, we can think in so many things in terms of music, in terms of energy, those are definitely our, our basis, but yeah, I mean, you have people showing up who are completely new to meditation, who've never tried it before. You have people showing up who are getting into it and beginning to practice meditation. You have people who practice every day that show up. And so you know, I just, I've been a school teacher for 10 years. So I just put my educator hat and be like, okay, like, well, you know, let's adapt this and, you know, but get everybody to be able to, I mean, our purpose is to have a calm mind, a calm emotions and calm body. Mm. So how do we get there? We take this journey and people are going to connect with different parts of it. Uh, definitely. But yeah, it brings everyone into this harmony. So even as we're doing this in this group setting, it brings all of us into this harmony by the end. And when everybody's like waking back up and waking back into our bodies and, you know, coming out of this meditation, I'm like, how do you feel? And just the responses of, oh, I feel at peace. I feel so relaxed. So we're all in this harmony. But yeah, we come as all these different instruments at different phases in our life with different you know situations and different types of meditation practices but it's yeah bringing all those like you said that symphony and bringing all those instruments and all those abilities and you know energies that people bring in and then you know you harmonize them and smooth everything out and everyone just feels good by the end of it so yeah yeah it sounds like a great experience i'll have to join you sometime or find something like that locally um Living in Youngstown, that's not offered as much in this area. There is a group starting up, though, um, here in September, so I might check that out, too. Uh, one of the next questions I like to ask people is what quotes kind of resonate with you the most? Um, if you can't think of any off the top of your head, no worries. Okay. Um, <laughs> yeah, let me think for a second. I mean, any kind of roomy quotes that are just uh 
they just resonate with me so much you know just the wound is where the 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 light enters you i mean there's just such profoundness in ruby quotes i mean it's it's really thinking deeper and you know i know you said ross that you enjoy philosophy and it's you know because it really gets to the heart of things it gets to the deepness of things so uh you know i'm I'm in love with Instagram. Instagram is awesome. And I definitely post on there. And so, you know, finding quotes has been a challenge at times, but also because, because again, I want to get to the deepness of it and, and get to the, the heart of it and really get like across like, okay, what, what, what's so important in this life that people need to hear and that I need to hear and that we need to be inspired by. And so, you know, Rumi is one of those people um, there's also a guy on Instagram called Young Pueblo, and he is uh, phenomenal. Every time I read his information, his quotes on there, I think he came out with a book recently, which um, you know might be something again in the future. But it's just so, again, it's just it's just powerful. It's again, these things are about personal transformation and about growth and about change, and those are that's like one of my all-time favorite topics is how do we transform? How do we grow? How do we get better? How do we step into a better version of ourselves? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then um, I can go more into the Rumi quote if you want. As Absolutely. Well, I just mentioned. Yeah. Just to, so the wound is where, you know, the light comes in. It's like, we've all, we've all had wounds. We've all had things that we've been challenged by. And often what I notice as a life coach, as a healer, and, you know, just in terms of teaching and working with people is so many times people are bringing these big wounds that they have. And it's, you know, we often have one great challenge, but as we kind of move through that challenge and grow through that challenge, that becomes our passion. And so that becomes the thing that we often teach, or that becomes a thing that we become a, you know, inspiration about in this world. So there's so many inspiring stories where people have this wound, this challenge that they go through, and then they go and they speak out about it, and they talk about how they get over it, and they talk about how they, you know, climb that mountain and got to the mountaintop. So you know, that's where the light comes in. So it's allowing yourself to kind of break open and break apart the wounds, the challenges and empty out those things that don't serve us. Those things that we just pick up over time that, you know, we're, you know, we're, I've been using this lately, which is awesome, but it's basically, we are receipt of all of our transactions. So where we are sitting right now, we are a receipt of everything, every experience that we have, every transaction, everything we've watched, everything we spoke, everything we, t- every person we met and talked to, you know, this is where we are. And so, you know, some of those things have, you know, led to these wounds, but now it's time to let those go and let this light in and let it fill up and heal, heal and be able to thrive is, you know, my, my mission is to help people thrive they have a thriving lifestyle hmm. i think that that's a very good mission one of the things that i really personally enjoy about rumi or people that are similar to him is how they're able to condense very complex and intricate things of life into very um 
subtle and like crystallized forms that are easy to digest, but like they kind of, they're like those little shrink eating things. Like you get the little capsule <laughs> and you put it in the water, then it expands into like this giant mm -hmm. like dinosaur 10 times. Uh -huh. That's a really funny way to put it. But um, I, really, <laughs> I really enjoy <laughs> that about them. And then like that whole quote sums up my whole personal experience really um, from everything I've went through just to reintegrating and actually becoming stronger from shit that some people never recover from. And it's one of those things where I attribute that not to me in any capacity, um, but more so to like the universe source saying, okay, this is what you have to do. Um, and it's definitely a blessing that has a lot of, um, there's a lot of, I have to push myself, I guess, is what I'm trying to say. One of the things that I really like that you said, too, is like being the receipt of all the actions in our life. I forget how you phrased it exactly. That's one of the things I've really always thought about, too. Like some people will say they would want to go back and change certain things in their life. But for me, um, part of my healing process was really getting in and accepting everything that happened to me and finding the wisdom in everything that I've been through. And it's funny that you bring that quote up because about an hour ago before our conversation started, I was reading, uh, I've been trying to finish this book, um, Don Quixote, for freaking years. And I started reading it again. And one of the lines in there is, man is the child of his deeds. And it, I found that so profound because it's like, wow. I really am like who I am currently is the result of the actions that I've taken. And when I had very low self-esteem and like, I, I wasn't content with myself, it was largely because I was selling myself short, acting upon selling myself short and like reacting to the trauma that I had encountered in my life rather than integrating all of it and learning. That's part of the process too. Don't get me wrong is to like to be at that phase, but, um, yeah, I really resonate with everything that you said, though. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, and it's, you know, uh, so you mentioned about, you know, accepting, accepting, you know, what happened, accepting the past and everything. And I think that's, that's, you know, what I teach as a life coach, too, is it's, you know, we can go within and we can shift the energy around it. We can shift the emotions and that energetics that we have around certain traumas, around certain things that happen to us. And it could be, you know, traumas, you know, could be considered a bigger word, but it's even the little things that have an impact on us as well. Uh, and we can go, you know, we're not going backwards, we're going within and really dealing with, okay, you know, again, we're this adult and we're, we're struggling with some things or some things are coming up or we're getting triggered and we're like, what is going on? <laughs> and I just taught an emotional health workshop uh, yesterday and I was telling them, I said, a lot of these emotions you're having, it's just patterns that have developed over time from things that have happened to us. So it's going into that energy because emotions are just energy. You're going into those energies. You're going into inside yourself and just you know shifting those energies and you know transfer transforming those energies and you know what happened is what happened so now it's just a story or you know look at it as you're observing a story in a movie i heard oh, a wonderful 
uh, yoga teacher yesterday was talking about what if we looked at our life as if it was a movie, like, and just become an observer and sit there and, you know, because it's so important to observe or observe ourselves. That's what we have reflection. That's why reflecting time is so important for us because we get to go into that movie and say, okay, what kind of stories am I telling in my head? What kind of stories am I acting out upon? What kind of stories are playing out in my life? And then that's the beautiful uh, creation of why there's people on this planet and why there's so many of us is because they're also playing a part of this reflection. You know, people are, you know, we're reflecting as we're communicating with them. And, you know, it, it just, it gives us so much feedback. It's all feedback and information. Our body gives us feedback. The people around us give us feedback. So we're just playing with this energy, receiving feedback and saying, okay, this feedback is awesome. I love this. I'm grateful for this. Like we started, I'm grateful. I'm excited. Or sometimes you're like, okay, this feedback is telling me that I got something going on and okay, it's time to go within. It's time to shift this energy around it. And what I'm noticing now is, I mean, there's just with all the planets going retrograde and, uh, you know, all these eclipses, there's, there's a lot of energy that's going on. So it's a wonderful time to, you know, go deep within and really figure out, you know, where are the wounds and what do, what do I, what's important to shift? And unfortunately, like we're not often taught how to figure out the triggers or how to work through them. And so I think it's so important to empower people with this education. This is life, a life, life skills and a life school. And so it's so important to, to learn how to figure out when you're getting triggered and then getting to that next level of working through it and healing those wounds and healing those parts of us. And then we can really live, you know, again, that going into that thriving lifestyle. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. As a uh, recovering addict, one of the things that I've encountered, I'm sure other people encounter it on their path too, is this desire to always want to escape from emotions and having this um, understanding, that, this false understanding that emotions themselves are bad. Um, so just always wanting to escape them. One of the things that I've really had to learn and um, practice in my recovery from everything is... Um, bringing awareness to it, like you mentioned. And a lot of the times it's like asking myself, like, what am I feeling right now? And then it's like understanding that emotion. Then why am I feeling that? And then looking at the situation at hand um, and then like having this level of honesty about it with myself and open-mindedness and like willingness to like really get in there kind of like you're talking about. And understanding that nine tenths of the time, like why I'm feeling any certain kind of way about something that's unpleasant is because it's relative to like self-worth or things like that. For me personally, it was, and like not knowing my role in it or taking things personally that other people are doing. And then once I have that awareness, nine tenths, nine out of 10 times that I get upset, it's not even really about me. And then when I can look at it and say, dude, like you're taking this personal, just let it go. Um, that That's incredibly liberating. And when I can't, just telling myself to like, okay, I'm a human. I have emotions. This is one of the, like, the gifts that I get is being able to be present with my emotions, sitting with it and saying, I, I know all the evidence in my life shows me I won't always feel this way and that this will pass if I'm just present with it. And 
um, try to gain the wisdom or knowledge from it. It's kind of like this emotional guidance system too. Like this is stuff that I shouldn't be associating with or sometimes this can be more trickier. This is stuff that I need to, to um, push forward to to find some level of familiarity or comfort with it and recognizing that my response to this isn't bad. I had an uncomfortable situation that conditioned me to respond this way, but these situations aren't as uncomfortable as I'm making them. I'm, I'm, I'm creating this in my own mind, really. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think that was very well said. So you definitely uh, hit so many wonderful points of, yeah. I mean, emotions are, emotions are healthy it's healthy to feel it's healthy to recognize again it's you know as we were saying it's, it's feedback so it's another part of the feedback loop to tell us what's going on in our life and yeah yeah i, I certainly agree so you had you had uh, mentioned the whole life coach thing do you want to explain like who you are and what you do with that specifically and what you offer people um with your understanding of everything Sure. Yeah. Uh, so I am certified as a life coach and holistic counselor. And so what a life coach does, so breaking it down. So a coach, coach is someone who offers advice, guidance. Uh, my background is also, I've been an educator for 10 years. So I really so fully 100% believe and empowering people and educating and say, this is why we're doing this. And this is why we're doing this and saying that and everything that I coach and offer support and advice, I don't just offer that advice and support. I say, okay, let's learn why we do this and really get into the explanations and really educate people so that they can walk away and go tell somebody else about it. You know, so really simplifying things and breaking things down so that people can understand what they're doing and why they're doing it. And then in terms of the life part of life coach, so basically what I do is uh, I create these personalized one-on-one sessions and I can help people in any area of their life. So it could be any personal uh, thing that they're going through or it could be anything professional. So we can hit, uh, we can hit anything in relationships, we can hit anything with career, finances, we can hit anything with health, uh, mental, emotional, physical. So we can literally go into any area. And basically what I help them do is we discover and kind of become aware of where, where are you stuck? Like, where do you feel stuck in your life? Where do you feel that, you know, things aren't going forward in, you know, in, in some particular way or something you're desiring and, you are just needing advice and that support to get there or you're just i mean when you're not living when you're not living your dream job and doing that service and using your gifts okay well there's something stuck going on there you know maybe you need to discover what your passion is or maybe you already know what your passion is how do i take you to the next step so it's really me helping them discovering so you know we're sitting there discovering okay what are you aware of you know really that awareness is that key to begin with and then let's okay let's take that next step okay are you aware maybe we need to go to into the awareness step 
and say, okay, let's, let's, you know, allow you to be more aware of what's going on in your life. Where are you stuck? What are you struggling with? What are the challenges? And then let's start there. And then if they come to me already there or, you know, at the next session, we say, okay, what's next? Well, let's figure out how to overcome these things. Let's look at, again, we do the inner work and we go deep within ourselves and we say, okay, let's take a look at this deeper and go into an approach of, you know, again, breaking everything down, breaking things down into chunks. Uh, and I call it personalized sessions because uh, everything's, it changes. <laughs> Every session is different. So specifically, I'm trained in, my teacher had a PhD in psychology. So I'm trained specifically in going into the subconscious, getting to the deep root, using a visualization process and being like, where's the root of your challenges? Where's the root of your problems? Where's the root of where you are stuck? And let's uproot it and change that energy, shift that energy and, you know, step into a new transformed version of yourself. Walk away feeling empowered, feeling like you shifted those energies and you can step forward. Uh, but I also have brought and studied and taken so many classes where I bring all these, it's kind of like a toolbox. So I kind of bring a toolbox to a session and say, okay, so one of my favorite things is sound healing and sound therapy. So sometimes I'll offer like vocal toning with my voice and bring in different energies for that person, different vibrations. Okay. Maybe they need they have something, you know, stuck in their, in their system, somewhere in their body. So it's helping them move and shift that energy, like maybe uh, move through a health condition. That's, you know, something that means there's an imbalance and a stuckness of energy in the body. So, you know, we might use sound healing uh, or we might use meditation or breathing techniques. So it's, you know, I really call it personalized sessions. So I have all these kind of a toolbox and then I also use intuition. I'm extremely intuitive. So I tap into their energy field. I tap into, okay, what emotions are they feeling? Because I'm very, I can identify with like, I can feel people's emotions very strongly. And I could say, okay, like, here's what you're feeling. Allow yourself to bring that up and move through that. So, you know, I hold that safe space and then very much that support and just like, okay, let's work through this. You know, again, I, I guess, you know, I kind of, there's a, it's, it's, sometimes it's challenging for me to describe what I do because it's, it's so, again, every session is different. And I mean, but essentially it's like, you know, what are you, what are you struggling with? Where do you feel stuck? And let's take you, let's take you through that and take you to that next step. I think that that's a very practical approach to doing it because you couldn't, I mean, I wouldn't assume that you could have a hundred different people come in and have everybody and have one uh, standard methodology to give everybody. Like you definitely do have to tailor it to individuals. And I think it's valuable that you explain the why behind stuff, because mm -hmm. in my experience, it's very easy to fix people's problems and then tell them like, tell them do this and it'll fix it. But when you begin to explain, this is how you fix it. And this is why this works to fix it. It can allow people to begin to look for their own answers and then become like a self advocate for their own healing. And not only like you said, um, help other, other people on a, a broader spectrum with the information that you gave them, but help acquire other information um, on their own and kind of filter that through their own life experience and come up with their own unique approach. 
which is invaluable. Um, teaching people how to learn, <laughs> like, and not just regurgitate information is mm -hmm. incredibly beneficial. Um, one of the other things that I really enjoyed, oh, shit, I lost my train of thought. Happened to the best of us. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's, yeah, every, I mean, one size doesn't fit all. And I, you know, every day as a school teacher, I saw that. And I see that when I coach is one size doesn't fit all. And, you know, somebody I've been coaching recently, you know, he said what you were saying. He's like, man, like you're leading, you're, you're helping me to the answers, but you're not giving me the answers. So he's like, he's like, you're letting me discover the answers on my own. So, mm -hmm. you know, I, I led him through this visualization and said, okay, well, observe the situation. Take yourself outside the situation and look at it as if you're giving a buddy advice. And what kind of advice would you give it? So, you know, again, it's like, you know, uh, you know, I can, I'm going to show you tools. I'm going to, you know, be your cheerleader and your support system. But yeah, I want you to be able to come to answers and results and be able to analyze it and be empowered, walk away feeling empowered. Like, okay, I discovered this. You know, I, you know, I understand why I'm doing this and, you know, it's, it's practice. So it's practice. And I, you know, I give, I give clients homework and it's, you know, I mean, you can call it sometimes home play. Cause it's like, okay, what can you play with at home? You know, what, what do you love doing? You know, do more of that in your life. So it's, you know, it's adding in these things. Um, you know, so, so my, my business name is rewind, release through wild. And so rewind means to pause and reflect. So that importance of pausing and taking that time to reflect. Release is that letting go and surrendering. So there's things that we have to let go of, things that we have to empty out. And then, you know, things that we have to surrender and just say, okay, like there's, there's so much more than just my person, you know, trusting that, that, you know, that, that things are going to fall into place and that we're not in control. I mean, you know, we're in control of our lives. We're the create, you know, creating everything, but there's also, you know, there's so much more that's happening. There's so much more, you know, there's all these people out there. If you believe in a God, you know, if you believe in angels, I mean, there's, there's, you know, we're so much, there's so much more than just us being us, <laughs> you know, we're meant for so much more. And that rewilds uh, that last part of my business name is, is like a huge part of it because rewild is actually a scientific term and uh, I have a master's in biology so when I was studying it we learned about the phrase rewilding and it's basically looking you're looking imagine looking at like this degraded land you're looking at this land that's kind of been destroyed and it's broken down and it's just imbalanced and and then to rewild it means it bring it back to a wild natural state so you're bringing it back to this ecosystem that's balanced and it's thriving and you have all your greenery. So imagine all the grasses growing and the trees growing, and then you have all the animals and their habitats and everything is, you know, interconnected and this whole ecosystem is just balanced out and, you know, everything is thriving and working off of each other. And, you know, so that's what rewild means. Now, in terms of how I see it, in terms of my business, is I help people rewild. So, so you know, what, come to me with, you know, what, what feels in balance in your life? Where are you stuck? What's, what's kind of been degraded? You know, maybe it's a health condition. Maybe it's a relationship that you're struggling with. 
So there's something that's out of balance, that's kind of out of place in this natural, in your, you know, in your natural ecosystem, you know, either in your body or it could be like your, you know, your surrounding environments. And then let's work through that and, you know, take this process because think of nature. Nature doesn't just, you know, the next day, you know, <laughs> it's not a whole thriving ecosystem if the place has been degraded. So it's okay, let's do a process and then let's get you to a place where your, your ecosystem, your body, your mind, your emotions and your environment and the people you interact with, the people you surround yourself by, you know, the, the service and the job that you're doing in your life and your finances are coming back to a place of balance and you're thriving in, in your own ecosystem and the ecosystems that are immediately surrounding you. And then that in the end conserves the planet. So since, you know, like I said, I got a master's in biology, but also conservation. So in the end, that conserves and balances out this earth, this planet that we live on. And, you know, really just the earth can come back to, to, to more of a balance than, you know, the current state that we are in. Hmm. I like your business name a lot. And I like the way that you explained all of that stuff on several levels. Um, first off, there is a quote that I heard, and I'm going to paraphrase it. But it says like the um, path to enlightenment isn't in acquiring, but in letting go of, of things. Um, and it's like, and I could be butchering that quote horribly, but, but anyhow, I like that whole concept because for me, I picked up a lot of um, faulty ways of coping with life. And then through letting it go, I'm returning more to a, a more um, wild, natural state. Um, but it's funny, I actually have to apply discipline to become to a more um, natural state because of how far I deviated from things. And I also like how you talk about it um, being a process and things not just happening overnight because we live in a society that's um, built on instant gratification almost. And even in my own life, just yesterday, actually, I was at a 12-step meeting and I was uh, really digesting this concept they talk about how we didn't become addicted in one night um so recovery takes time like i'm paraphrasing that too but like just realizing how it's almost two years free of substances um somehow doing like self-harm internally by being like i'm not where i should be but then realizing that i was getting high and like um running from life actively for 20 years but also the uh precursor to lead me to that lifestyle had been going on my whole life. So out of 34 years alive, I have 32 years um, self-destructing and only two years like being on this side of things. So it will take some time, but you also have to look at those um, incremental victories and like look at how far you go. Like when you first start any kind of journey of healing and stuff, I know for me, like it didn't seem like anything was changing, but when I look back on everything that's happened in two years, it almost gets like this snowball effect to where it starts out with like that one flake and then it's like this huge force um, carrying you towards everything else. Yeah, and I think, you know what, my boyfriend and I talked about that today, the celebration, how important it is. And, you know, for me, uh, struggling a lot with perfectionism, <laughs> and wanting things to be perfect and feeling things are often not good enough. And, you know, that's something I've definitely worked a lot through. And, um, you know, again, it's something I've worked on and I've made 
you know, lots of progress with, but it's, you know, it is, it's celebrating. So, you know, I, that's why I was sit, like I said, sitting this morning and being in gratitude and, you know, celebrating, you know, that meditation I did yesterday and leading that group and, but it's, but it's, and then my boyfriend and I were talking about it and it's like, we took it to another level. Cause he was like, he's like, like celebrate it, even celebrate it more. Like get, you know, get pumped up about it. Like I like to dance. So he's like, you know, just do a happy dance and, you know, bring more energy into that celebration. And he's like, we should have celebration parties and like, like just celebrating, you know, these mini victories because it'll make us, it'll make us aware. Yeah. That awareness is so important to be like, yes, like I did this, this, you know, this mini victory and we need to be like, you know, this is awesome that I did this and encourage yourself and build that confidence. And, uh, you know, I agree with you completely. You know, we're an under celebrated society. So, yeah, that celebration is so important. And then, you know, something I teach people too when I'm life coach them is let's find what you love, what you're passionate about. So celebrate in a way that feels good for you. So for me, it could be putting on some music and dancing. It could be, you know, jumping on my yoga mat, um, you know, for some people, it could be, you know, going and jumping in the pool and having a swim party, or it could be people, you know, celebrating with going on a vacation. So, you know, it could be big things. It could be small things. It could be, you know, calling up some one of your friends and being like, hey, celebrate with me, <laughs> you know, just have a celebration moment. And um, so, you know, I think... Yeah, it's definitely something that's so important to do. And um, definitely, yeah, I had that aha this morning where it's like, okay, yeah, I am celebrating. So I've made progress, but okay, I could take it to a new level and, and get more, more pumped and more into the energy of that celebration. Absolutely. It's interesting how much we'll work hard for something, but then once we actually acquire <laughs> what we're working for, we don't take the time to savor it. We're just like, oh, on to the next thing. That was great. Okay, next thing. And that, like, it's like, no, you have to do what you said, like really celebrate it and enjoy it. Um, I think that that's very crucial. There's a lot of wisdom in that statement. It's something I need to um, actively engage in more as well. So this is going to be kind of a fun question for you. Cool. What superpowers do you possess or what superpowers <laughs> would you want? Mm, superpowers. Um, well, I definitely think one of my superpowers is definitely, um, this may turn into like a rolled up answer with a bunch of, a bunch coming together, but, uh, definitely being able to like read people's energy fields and read their emotions and be able to understand what they're going through. So, you know, I can really look at a person and I'm, I can read them like a book and I could therefore utilize that and be like, okay, like, do you need help? You know, would you like support? Would you like, you know, me to let you know what I'm, you know, kind of tuning into? <laughs> um, so it's a superpower of being able to read that energy field, being able to, um, you know, you can call it an empath, a healer, a sensitive. I mean, there's different words you could label it as. But it's, it's that interpersonal relationship. It's that being able to understand people. Um, so part of it's very natural because I'm a nurturer and a caregiver. And I've always been natural with helping kids. Uh, hence, you know, being a school teacher for a while. 
Um, you know, and a, a part of it too is I've been shy most of my life. So I've had this major anxiety over uh, social situations and just this deep fear of kind of judgment and people and all these types of things. But I just kind of I became extremely shy for most of my life. Uh, but that also made me an excellent observer and a listener. So, you know, another thing rolled up in there is being a listener for people, you know, the superpower of, of listening and being an excellent listener as I can read into their energy field and offer, offer that advice and, and help and guidance. Um, and then, like I said, just being naturally a nurturer and compassionate and really, you know, like, um, yeah, that natural nurturing of desiring to help people. Um, my role model, one of my, I mean, kind of pretty much like, <laughs> I haven't had many role models in my life, but Mother Teresa was my role model growing up. And just, I, I've always wanted to help people that were less fortunate and people that needed help. Mm. And so, you know, that's, uh, now I'm, now I'm grown up and guess what? I have that superpower. I get to help people every day of my life and I'm just grateful for it. And I, I, you know, I, I really believe in what I do and I, I, I know that I'm good at it. I'm confident in it. And another part of that is I'm an excellent teacher. You know, I'm just, I love, I love teaching and I'm, again, I'm natural at, okay, if you don't get it, let's figure out, let, let me explain another way. Okay. You know, let me make sure you understand it. And really, again, just teaching and educating. Mm. Um, so yeah, so that, um, what else would I say is my superpower? Um, well, maybe I'll say the other question was, what do I, what superpowers do I wish I had? Yeah. That's the other question. Um, I, well, I love superhero movies. <laughs> so I uh, definitely have thought about this question before. Um, flying is a big one. So flying, I think, you know, whether it be bird wings or <laughs> just being able to fly, like uh, I've been watching Supergirl recently, <laughs> but not a Supergirl kick. And su I love Superman. So definitely flying. I think just to be, uh, I think it'd just be so exhilarating to just be like flying through the air. I think feeling, I just, I love being outdoors. I love being in nature. So just to be in the sky and, you know, I think it'd just be so invigorating to be feeling the wind and the air, like just blowing around me and just being able to be above everything and just kind of see the big picture and see like the, you know, the, everything below me. And um, I think it would just, yeah, it would just, it would feel so good. <laughs> that sounds awesome. Um, so when you brought up the whole, empath thing it uh sparked one of the things i wanted to touch on earlier so for me like i definitely have that empathic ability um also and when i was younger it was incredibly overwhelming because it's one of those skills that i think people have to refine and not a lot of people um understand that really but having again having awareness of are these emotions mine where am i feeling these where am i picking these up from um is very liberating and then also like not taking ownership of them, but being able to um, use that awareness to talk to people about how they're feeling. Because for me, it's like just by inflection, body language, um, even, even with somebody being quiet, just how they, they carry themselves. Like 
I can really pick up on a lot. And I thought that this was something that everybody, <laughs> just everybody <laughs> could do. And uh, it definitely wasn't the case. And then listening, like active listening, like being present and actually hearing what people are saying, um, that really is a superpower because a lot of times people don't <laughs> listen. And that's one of the things that like growing up, I, I encountered a lot personally was feeling like I was never listened to because people would talk over me and they wouldn't even have any kind of engagement in what I just said. It would just be moving on to the next thing. And it's like that ability to actively listen and be present um, and hold space for another individual. So you can either help them navigate things or like just have that uh, intellectual intimacy is incredibly important. And then the whole concept of flying, um, I think that would be amazing. One other little thing flashed in my mind, um, compassion or being like nurturing or being there for people in that way too. That's kind of how I was brought up largely. Um, I deviated from that at some point in my life due to my own choices. But it, it's funny to me to see how, like, as I'm older, to recognize that not everybody um, has that and how that really is a gift to be able to have that. Because to actively have a high level of compassion, it really takes um, a very deep level of forgiveness, of understanding, of acceptance, of, um, yeah, like of those kind of things. Because it's very difficult to continually be that way, um, especially when the blinders are kind of off and you see the world for what it is um, or for how people are. But for me, understanding that a lot of the negative things that I see in the world are, I shouldn't say a lot, pretty much all the negative things in the world are a direct reaction to fear in some way, shape or form uh, makes it easier to try to, um, present that compassion or um, empathy or awareness to those people. But I'm, I'm not always successful at it. <laughs> I fall short all the time. Um, but it's definitely an honorable superpower to have. Yeah, and I agree completely. I mean, growing up, you know, I would never even heard the word empath and didn't know what it was until, you know, probably, I don't know, maybe five, six years ago. And that's another reason I was so shy as well. And I became so introverted. And in high school, I was mute, mute at times and didn't speak because I did. I felt everybody's stuff. And then oftentimes I would see, I would, I would feel people's stuff and I would know what people were struggling with. But, you know, I wasn't aware of what, what was happening. I didn't aware, I wasn't aware of my awareness as well as, I saw at times where these people would, you know, say something different or in opposition or act different than how they were feeling inside. And I, again, I didn't understand this when I was younger, but now that I'm looking back, I was like, I think I felt like it was hard to trust people because I was so emotional and, you know, and, and sensitive and, um, you know, told I was too sensitive and things like that as well. But then also looking at people and being like, I could feel their emotions, feel their stuff and really be in tune with what's going on. Um, not recognizing I was in tune with them, but also not recognizing or, but 
I guess, maybe subconsciously recognizing that they were acting and speaking in a different way than what they were feeling. And they were doing all this contradictory stuff. And I was just confused. I was confused as a child. And then I just became shy and introverted and, you know, didn't really talk to a lot of people and never really opened up much to people because I was just, you know, I saw it at home and then, you know, I saw it often around me and I just, I didn't get it. And I, just felt uncomfortable because I there's so many mixed signals probably coming in that my my body and my subconscious was probably like you know like it was uncomfortable I'm sure in some sort of way I think what I see time and time again is you know we have these gifts we have these superpowers and when we don't use them or aren't trained in them then that energy gets backed up so, you know, no matter what it, what it may be, you know, it's, again, we're all unique um, in our own ways, but that energy just becomes backed up in some way, backed up in our system. So, you know, I'm sure that's what happened to me as a kid, for sure. And, um, you know, I wasn't trained in it or anything. So, yeah, but it's, it's again, it's a beautiful thing because now I see it. Yes, it's challenging even as an adult to be, you know, a sensitive and empath and all those things, but it's also, you know, I see it as a beautiful gift and, you know, I see, you know, I see myself as a healer and, and, you know, gifted in this way. Mm. I think that's a very important point. Wow. That was, that was worth out. <laughs> a very important point that you brought up about um, kind of those gifts. If you don't utilize them, the energy backs up. And for me um, with, with the mental health thing and the addiction thing overall, I really feel that that, those things manifested because I didn't have the tools to navigate how to use some of my natural abilities well. Um, and I think that that's one of the things that there's a quote about the mind and it says like, uh, the mind is a cruel master or something. And it's talking about like being, being in control of your mind. What is it? Mind is a beautiful servant or a cruel master. And it's kind of like those gifts. Like for me, since I didn't know how to cultivate those gifts, they kind of went, um, malignant or festered into this unhealthy way to where I had to learn a different way to relate with them. But the interesting thing to me, and I will always find this fascinating is my disease or my, my gifts had some kind of fail safe mechanism to where if they went to a, a certain point of um, festering, that it would almost trigger like this factory reset on me to where like I lost my mind. I, completely lost everything but through that factory reset I learned how to integrate those gifts into my life into a way to help me and then channel that wisdom to help other people on their own path now like it's so fascinating to me how dynamic the mind is where it's like dude you're screwing shit up right now Ross we're gonna we're gonna do this this is this is all out of love but we gotta reset clear the cash, reset the system, and then we'll let you get up and running again. <laughs> it's fascinating to me how that works. Um, well, even think of the word checks and balances, maybe, as well. Huh. I feel like my mind's just going, you know, in a ton of different ways with what you're just saying. It's like I had an aha moment of, like, uh, you know, checks and balances, and like you said, it's, you know, this fail, this, uh, what'd you say? Uh, fail safe mm -hmm. yeah yeah so hmm. 
I don't know. My mind is just like <laughs> trying to, you know, it was kind of those most big aha moments that I don't a hundred percent get, but there's, there's, it's, it's triggering some things in a, in a good way. Like, you know, there's some lessons there for me to, to hear and tune into, but yeah, I think it's, I mean, I even, I was in a Facebook group and there is this, there's this um, woman that I'm is in charge of the group and she had like five diseases that she was diagnosed with. And once she started using her gifts and following her passions and her life dreams, all of those diseases were gone. All of them she was cured from. So again, and I hear time and time again, uh, that again, it's just, it's just energy gets backed up. It gets in balance. So again, if we look at the Eastern instead of, you know, the Western kind of mindset and you know medicine and really look at the Eastern, it's like, it's, it's, you know, it's an imbalance or there's a dis-ease, you know, a dis-ease happening in the body, a disharmony. It's an imbalance. And when you look at it this way, again, look at nature. You just, what do you do? You do something to bring it back into balance, into harmony. It's not, you know, again, I think our society has a mindset of things are chronic and, you know, we're, we're trying so hard to cover up these, these symptoms that are just feedback and trying to put uh, my boyfriend talks about putting the band-aids. We're just putting little band-aids over everything. And like, oh, put a band-aid on this part of our body and put a band-aid in this part of our body. And it's like, well, the, like you were saying earlier, the root of it is something that happened, you know, <laughs> you know, this trauma that happened a long time ago is what I'm dealing with the effects. And I see that too. Somebody I was life coaching, we were, um, he just um, went to the doctor and he had high blood pressure. And as we did the inner work and did a life coach session, we determined that this, this high blood pressure happened that he was dealing with as an adult at this moment is due to, you know, something in the subconscious of when he was abused as a child. Mm -hmm. So our body is physically reacting and thinking we're in this danger or we're in this, you know, unsafe environment of something if we, you know, were abused at a young age or abused when we were younger. So everything is recorded, you know, recorded in our subconscious. Everything's recorded. Things are recorded in our cellular level, our DNA strands. So the things that we're dealing with now can be from our great grandparents, things that are passed down passed down to us again not only we are receipt of everything we all of our transactions we're also receipt of you know our society and our ancestors and those that happened before us things are passed down so some of the emotions or some of the belief systems that we have are things that you know either happened in our childhood or could have happened to you know our great great grandparents that things are just passed down and yeah, hmm. so it's it's good to be aware of that and learn that and, you know, kind of understand that a bit more so that we can get to these, you know, get to the shift these energies and get to these hidden wounds that we have below the surface. Yeah, it's uh, a lot of self-healing really is kind of ancestral healing in lots of ways, which is kind of what you touched on. And um, I have this concept where I call it trickle-down trauma, where it's kind of like what you were talking about, about it being present. Um, before and my definition of trauma is the one that dr gabor mate uses are you familiar with him uh no i'm not he might be somebody worth checking out if i remember i'll send you uh his name after this because i think you would enjoy some of his stuff but he yeah. talks about uh trauma is things that should have happened that didn't or things that didn't happen that should have and when you really look at trauma in that capacity 
it opens it up and makes it such a wider thing where it becomes everybody's encountered um, some levels of trauma in their life. And really it's a matter of what does that mean to us and how can we heal from it? Um, I, I just find that concept fascinating because then it makes a lot more sense to why everybody reacts differently and why everybody has these different things because different things affect different people differently. And mm -hmm. for me, like one of the traumas I really had to deal with was my dad telling me one time that I never finish anything that fucked me up for years of my life. <laughs> um, I, yep. <laughs> it's just like echoing and echoing and echoing. And now it's like, even still today, even with awareness of that and understanding that I finished things, I'll be like, I don't finish it. I got to finish this, which mm. it can be good if I'm doing it for the right reasons, but it can mm. also be semi-neurotic and unhealthy if I'm not. Yeah. And like I mentioned before, I was told I was too sensitive. So it was one conversation by, you know, my dad and my godfather who, you know, was, I was emotional. I was upset about something and they were, you know, kind of just poke a little fun at me and like, like you were saying too, I took things very personal and very sensitive and told I was too sensitive and I took that to heart. And, you know, I, so I carried that and, uh, you know, I carried that with me, like, oh, I'm too sensitive. I shouldn't be feeling this many emotions or I shouldn't be this emotional or, you know, so I suppressed my emotions for a while and, you know, had to, had to learn how to, you know, I had to learn emotional awareness and emotional health. And, you know, so I've, overcome that for sure but yeah again it's something I carried with me for a long time and yeah it could be I mean that's that's again uh, you know I like that you shared because I'm always looking for a definition because yeah I've, in my training we use the word trauma um and but it's like you know again it's like it could be little things that just one statement that somebody says that we carry with us and you know we we believe it to be true so you know explaining that to people is uh very important so you know i um i definitely appreciate uh sending that yeah doctor's information to me yeah, his so. stuff his stuff is fascinating um one of the other talks that he does, this is kind of off on a tangent it's called the myth of normal and he talks about how like normal is absolute bullshit and he brings up lots mm -hmm. of good examples of it but i, I definitely resonate with that um mm -hmm. there's something else that i really wanted to touch on with what you said but because my mind isn't, my mind sometimes just does what it wants to do. Um, I guess if I was supposed to say it, I, I would remember. Um, yeah, I'm drawing a blank. So I don't want to take up too much more of your time, but I do have a couple more questions for you. If you had to um, summarize your life experience into like two or three words, or like your personal philosophy or whatever, <laughs> into two or three words on the spot, um, what would they be? Hmm. So summing up, so summing up my life in two to three words. Mm -hmm. No pressure. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'd say transformation is a big one for me. I mean, I love personal transformation. But I've also, I commit to it every single day. I commit to transforming myself, growing myself in some way, shape, or form. Uh, so what I've done since last October, um, I've done 30-day challenges for myself. And so, well, it started with 90 days of consecutively of yoga. 
So just getting back into kind of a movement and exercise routine. Um, I've dealt with a lot of health issues in my life. And so things got really bad. So, you know, kind of exercise and movement and kind of uh, fell to the side a little bit, but it's something I love doing. I love exercising, I love moving, but I was too sick for it for a while. But coming back to that, so doing that 90 day challenge of yoga every day. And then um, since then I just started 30 day challenges. So 30 day challenges to grow myself and transform myself and commit to that on a daily basis and be like, okay, how can I, you know, step into a new version of myself today? What can I do to kind of, you know, challenge myself a little bit and grow myself and, you know, become a better person, uh, learning something new, uh, doing, trying something new and really just transforming myself. And, you know, it's definitely a testament when, I saw somebody recently and they saw me and they're like, man, you're just, you're so much happier. You're so, you know, you're just so much happier than I saw you last time. And then, you know, uh, people who see me, who, you know, when they see me again, they're like, man, you've changed, you know, you, (laughs) you know, so there's, there's definitely people are seeing it as well. Like, oh, you just, you know, you, you changed. And I feel like I've, I mean, I'm a totally different person than I was, you know, you know, four or five years ago, and then go back another five years, I was a completely like, I've just, uh, I mean, you know, I've just changed so much. And I commit to that transformation. And I, you know, I want to be at the end of my life and just look at it and be like, yes, I did awesome. I, I did so many different things. And I, I'm just so happy that I just embrace life and live life. But a part of that is transforming and growing is, you know, and evolving and making yourself better and, and, you know, doing things that, you know, are a little bit outside your comfort zone at times as well. Uh, So yeah, so these 30 day challenges that I do, you know, are kind of a summary of a lot of things I've done in my life is just I've I've transformed so much. Yeah, transformed since, you know, just so much over time. And I just, I love personal transformation. So yeah, so that's one word. Um, Let's see. I mean, service, (laughs) service would be another word. I think, like I said, when growing up, Mother Teresa has been my role model and she's been my biggest role model. And I think I've always, since I was a young child, uh, I was raised Catholic and in the Catholic church and went to Catholic schooling and uh, just, you know, I was surrounded by service and also like I said you know with my role model and everything and I think service like serving and helping people is something that I just I love doing and I embrace it 100% and you know when someone needs help I you know um, yeah but also I had to learn to really because I really kind of believed I think for a while that I had to help everybody else and kind of put other people first. But I came to a place during my personal transformation of learning self-care. And so I think it's a beautiful thing to, uh, you know, uh, embrace self-care and allow yourself to take care of yourself. And Lisa Nichols is one of my role models now. She's a motivational speaker, but she says, you know, fill your cup up first, fill that sauce and then, you know, serve with your overflow. So fill your cup up and serve with that overflow. And so 
as I continue to take care of myself, I can, you know, all this overflow that's coming over the cup is how I can serve other people. So I'm serving myself and being a better, better version of myself all the time and really living my, you know, this dream lifestyle that I love in, you know, every aspect and, you know, sure there's going to be ups and downs, but really just on a consistent, like overall more of a, you know, this happiness and doing what I love to do. And then, you know, serving from that place. So really offering um, that service. So, you know, providing service for me and self-care and then, you know, really serving other people and helping with, with, you know, wherever, wherever I can help. Hmm. I like both of those answers a lot. And uh, I like the quote that you said about, um, about self-care, like how you have to have your cup full and then serve with the overflow. I've heard one um, in recovery where they talk about you have to put your air mask first on. If you're like, if a plane's going down, you have to put your mask on first before you help other people. Um, but it's the same principle. And I find that that really is true. And one of the biggest issues that I faced in my life um, was always wanting to help other people, but putting other people before me and then me getting burnt out by helping those people and then getting pissed off at those people for me <laughs> taking those actions. And it was like this very self-defeating cycle because um, obviously they thought I was freaking crazy for helping them, them getting mad at them, which <laughs> kind of is crazy. Um, and I have, I have the certification to prove that that's a true statement about me, but no, any, <laughs> anyhow, um, one of the other things that I thought was neat is, there's this synergistic effect between transformation and service that I found in my own life um, where for, from doing um, what's called hospitals and institutions, bringing meetings to people who um, have drug issues, uh, bring those meetings into either hospitals or jails or things like that, um, doing that type of service work and being present, it helps transform me in a way because I get to hold space for these people and offer this service to them, um, transforms them. And it just has like this feedback loop of uh, good vibes. But one of the key things really is what you had said about making sure that your cup's filled first because you can burn yourself out and practicing self-care and knowing when to apply yourself or when to reserve and give yourself more attention is um, mm -hmm. crucial, crucial to growing. There's a quote by Muhammad Ali where he says, um, if a man knows the same thing at 30 that he, or at 50 that he did at 30, he wasted 20 years of his life. And it really makes me like reflect on how I've changed more probably in the past two years of my life than I really had in the past uh, 20 collectively. And then it makes me sad too for people that like I might encounter who are essentially the same people on the surface. I, I'm sure on, uh, internally they might be a little bit different, but on the surface are the same as they were when I say went to high school with them or things like that. And it's like, what, what is that like? I, I don't like, it doesn't feel, it doesn't even feel comfortable to think about like what it's like. Um, mm -hmm. So it's, it's good to be on the other side of that. And, to be dynamic and to be like what Heraclitus talks about um, and like the sense of the river, no man can ever step in the same river twice. And mm -hmm. the man changes, the river changes. So that's, that's the direction I want to be in. I want to be fluid. I want to be like, be water, like Bruce Lee said. Um, one of the, and, oh, go ahead. 
I was going to say, and even like my goal for, so I do group meditation journeys um, and I call them meditation journeys because every meditation is different and it's a journey into, you know, different types of meditation. But again, you know, my goal, even after 30 minutes of going through a meditation journey, my goal is for people to leave transformed, you know, to have this mini retreat where they can walk away, you know, emptying something out, releasing something, and then, you know, filling themselves back up with much stronger, you know, stronger uh, energy, stronger things and building themselves back up. So, you know, even in that 30 minutes, um, I think that's why, you know, stories are so powerful. And there's so many powerful tools that are out there, music as well, that can shift, shift our mindset and shift, shift our mood and shift our, and transform us. And, you know, even quotes, you know, you've been using a lot of quotes. These things can really shift us in, you know, a very short amount of time. So again, I think it's so important for people to really, you know, become self-aware and be like, okay, what, what is it that I really passionate about and I like and you know so that they can you know have those transformations those you know um, short you know things that shift them and transform them in a small amount of time but it's again it's you know it could be different you know what what transforms me or what transforms you uh, it could be the same as well but again it's really really seeing what what each person connects with so again something i so value is really teaching people and helping people find out what what it is that you know that really resonates with them that really relates to them that really helps them um through this journey of life mm. i definitely think that's very uh rewarding work and it's very honorable to take that approach if people wanted to connect with you for your services, for your business, or if they're within the local area, um, how can they find your information? Um, you're on Facebook. I can put a link yep. down there below. Do you, you have a website as well? Uh, I just use Facebook uh, and it's been working out great. So yeah, the Facebook, I have a local business page uh, as well as it does have my services on there. So uh, I do, like I said, group meditation and I do wellness workshops that are local and then the personalized one-on-one -on -one sessions, uh, it could be in person, it could be on the phone. So that one can be from, I mean, I've sat with people who are in a different country and had life coaching sessions. So those are able to be, you know, international and anywhere in the world. So yeah, my Facebook page, um, like I said, I love Instagram, so uh, I can uh, uh, give you that as well. We can put the link below. Uh, both of them are my business page, Rewind, Release, Rewild. And yeah, Instagram, I just, uh, the visuals, I love pictures. And <laughs> so yeah, uh, so those are the best ways to reach me. And, you know, feel free if you, whatever you're struggling with or feel stuck, you know, I'm here to to help you through that and help you discover as well uh, what your gifts are as well as how to live a thriving lifestyle. So yeah, a one-on-one -on -one personalized session is an awesome. And uh, I think it's also important, as I said, like a process. So uh, also, you know, signing up for a couple sessions so we can really dive in deep. Mm. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah, I'll definitely, I'll put that in there um, when I get this posted. And I've asked everybody else that's been on to close the show with their own words. Um, you don't have to, but if you feel compelled to, you can take us out. 
before that though thank you for coming on lee i appreciate your time oh yeah no i just want to say thank you as well uh me being on a podcast is new to me um i did a facebook uh somebody interviewed me on facebook but you know again this is very new to me so i'm very much and i'll be honest i was a little nervous because i was like this is new to me and sometimes you know just a a little bit of nerves. I was like, okay, you know, thinking about the technology, how's the technology going to go? Like, is it going to be an audience, not an audience? So, you know, just my mind going a little bit. Uh, but I mean, since I got on, I, there's no nerves at all. And all of that went away. So you just, you know, you made this very welcoming, very hospitable. Uh, you made it so that I could just answer these questions very easily. And I mean, it's just, you know, it was, uh, I, one of my 30 day challenges, I, uh, did practicing the art of conversation. So literally for, you know, the entire month, I just met with people and had deep conversations. And so, you know, this felt like, uh, you know, one of those, uh, conversations where you just, you have a conversation about, you know, important things in life and, you know, getting deeper, deeper into things, not just staying on the surface. So. Yeah, I have so much gratitude as well for for having me on today. Uh, and closing, um, so just closing. Well, I say let's take a deep breath because meditation starts with breathing. So it's so important to just breathe. So we're inhaling through our nose, pausing at the top, and then exhale out of your mouth. They say there's a quote that says, one deep breath is meditation. So know that anytime you are going through a challenge, anytime you feel like you're struggling, anytime you feel like life is just not going your way, it is important to breathe, to take a deep breath. It is important to take time out and give yourself permission to pause and reflect. Give yourself permission to let go and empty out whatever doesn't serve you. Know that everything we struggle with that we deal with is just something we picked up. It's just like a program put into a computer. And guess what? We can change it. We can delete it. We can edit it. We can shift it. So anything that you're struggling with or you're worried about or anxious or you're suffering from depression or anything abusive relationship or something you've dealt with in the past anything can be rewritten so you can rewrite the story anything can be emptied out and transformed and then it's so important to follow your dreams to know and to learn and discover yourself to become self-aware to be able to step into a better version of yourself and being able to serve serve yourself and live a beautiful life and feel alive but also be of service to others and share your gifts it is so important to share those gifts that you have just take a deep breath and soak it all in soak in your life soak in this moment and just embrace this beautiful moment this present moment right here right now just embrace it accept it receive it just take a deep breath soaking it in just a little bit more 
and just feel what it's like to be at peace, to feel the calm, feel what it's like to be completely just in your body, connected to the ground, just feeling the moment, not thinking about anything, not needing to feel anything either, just being neutral and present. And the breath, always return to that breathing. Any time that you need it, every moment is just like breathing, moving with the inhales and the exhales, moving with the flow of life. Let's end together with just one beautiful deep breath, inhaling through our nose and exhaling through our mouth. Yeah.